Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. to NFL Trend Zone, the draft edition, or I should say right before the pre-draft edition. I got Wesley Johnson, Jason Bowen, Cody Spears from Texas. I am Dustin Baker, and we are going to chat about all the NFL week's topics leading up to this draft, including trades, theories, yada, yada, yada. You know the drill. It's all draft all the time right now, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But first, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next year's future propositions. Don't forget that the MLB is back, too. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BLEAV. Believe B L E A V to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. NFL Trend Zone, the night for the draft. We'll be sure to get this out to your ears and then we'll recap next week. Uh, what the hell what the hell happened? Uh, the first thing I want to get into, I spoke with uh got Cody on the show from Texas last night, and he and I talked to Jordan Reed from ESPN last night on a separate podcast for our Vikings endeavors. And I don't know what you guys were doing all week, but Monday morning I woke up, I came down to this makeshift playroom that I have. That's also my office, but my kids store their toys in here. And like Monday morning, at 830 AM, it was all the craze that Trayvon Walker was going to be the first overall pick. And I'm like, what did I miss? I've been studying this all weekend and for the previous four months. And it was a foregone conclusion. Odds makers were like, yeah, probably going to be Trayvon Walker. And this is supposed to be a guy that has upside. That, that's his sell. So <laughs> he'll be good, but we're talking about like first round pick is on the line here. This feels like uh, what was the dude West from the Cavs in 2012? Was it Anthony Bennett? Yes. When all of a sudden they're like, we're, we're taking Anthony Bennett. And it's like, all right, we'll make it so. <laughs> Uh, so that I'm not saying the Trayvon Walker is a bad idea, but I want to ask you, Wes, in your opinion, because Jordan Reed had one, where did this come from? Um, so last week we talked a little bit about the wide receiver market and how it just kind of exploded on us all. Um, and the linchpin in all of it was Trent Balky. And that's the early indication I'm getting right now with Trayvon Walker is that it's Trent Baalke pushing this narrative. I get, it sounds like Walker is his guy. Um, the Jaguars owner, Shad Khan, apparently likes uh, Hutchinson. But I, I don't know who has first say uh, if Baalke has the uh, the okay to, to pick who he wants. But... That's that's kind of where all this Trayvon Walker talk come or came from is um, bulky wants him. He's bulky's guy. And uh, who knows? It, it very well might happen. Wouldn't you or maybe this is just my Vikings brain. If that was the guy. Wouldn't you just trade down to five or six 
and then gamble because I don't get it. Like the guy was like a 10th or 11th pick one week ago. And now I'd say like the Anthony Benitization. It's like, okay, he's going number one. And ever like, even the draft range are like, oh yeah, he's going number one. I'm like, well, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it is I the Jaguars. Mean. I mean, yeah. so no. So it, you, I just think they could get him at five, six or seven. If, if, if that was the case, but Pri- prior to that, who, who Aiden all Hutchinson. was Aiden Hutchinson? That's yep. what I thought. He's yeah. been the was consensus it, for yep. about two months. Yeah, and then before that was Kayvon Thibodeau. Yep, Thibodeau, yeah. And so, then, that's, so that's normal for two blue-chip dudes to go back and forth. If it's, there's no quarterback like Lawrence, then you do this for five months. We say, oh, is it Hutchinson or Thibodeau? But the, they did they drop this this fart in there and say, oh, <laughs> no, it's Walker. And and I, I'm a flummoxed. I'm like, whoa, yeah. I guess it is then, isn't it? <laughs> Bewildered. Yeah, and, and the people that are – are pressing this inevitability it's walker are almost like of course it's walker why wouldn't it be and i'm like well <laughs> nobody said this a week ago and and the thing with walker too is that georgia defense was stacked particularly that defensive line there there's i believe three guys that could go in the top 50 picks from yeah. that from that squad and maybe even least, four yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe four Davis, uh, Wyatt, uh, yeah. Dean, and and him, yeah, isn't the Kobe Dean from Georgia? And and uh, yes, and they also have uh, Quay Walker, Quay Walker, and then the the safety starts with a C, Lewis. Oh, Lewis, the sign or kind sign, yeah. So yeah, yeah West, I, I wanted to let y'all butcher that. Not yes, scratch, <laughs> scratch that, Wes. That's like six dudes. They're gonna go before the end of round two, right? Which I mean, wait. Yeah, my bad. I think I was thinking of some Cincinnati guys there at the end. Yeah. But still, that's a lot of talent on that defense. It is. And did he absolutely stand out amongst, you know, the cream of the crop there? I, I don't think so. I think he did just fine with, you know, the situation he had. But these other guys, the Hutchinsons, they did more with less, uh, yeah. essentially. Um, yeah, that's got to be – that's got to be uh, – a, um, I would say some kind of a warning sign when you're playing against, around that many premier players. Everybody, every one of them is going to be a little bit better because of that. Right. So I would think that that would drop the stock a, a tad. It just that in and of itself. So right. I will play devil's advocate for <laughs> Javon Walker. We're talking about someone who's six foot five, two hundred seventy pounds. This guy ran heavier than Clowney and faster than Clowney. So this kind of puts some perspective on why they're thinking about him at number one. Yeah. He also got that um, RAS profile I saw earlier. It's almost a near perfect score. It's 9.99 out of 10. Wow. Mm. So you could kind of see some stuff like that. Uh, my biggest thing probably on why he's risen so much lately is I feel like NFL teams kind of have a different big board than the media does. And yeah. they kind of come together to meet each other at the middle when the mm-hmm. draft starts. Okay. So, I mean, the only explanation I got for why it took so long for him to jump up to number one would be people are just finally like um, Wes was saying, Balky leaked out not that long ago about the arms thing. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's, that's his big, big thing is with Alden Smith. He had freakish arms too. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, um, so two things about two more things about Jordan Reed. Um, the first thing Wes was going to tell you 
uh, on Jordan Davis. Somebody asked him on the show last night about Jordan Davis. And, you know, the, the people that don't like Davis were like, well, he doesn't rush the passer on every down. And what Reed said is like, well, that needs context or, you know, that's a, that's a bait and switch for your facts because they had so many dudes like you just listed off that it was like, well, he's got to come off the field sometime because these other monsters of rock talents have to get in there. And so it wasn't that Davis was like, nah, son of a bitch, I'm not going in there. It's because they already had dudes assigned that role. And I asked Jordan about this Trayvon Walker heat and ask him why, like, is it agent driven or like, where does it come from? And he surprisingly said it's mock drafts. And at first you're like, well, <laughs> what the hell? That's what I said. I was like, cause mock drafts can be anything. You, they could be what you sit down and think teams should take. They could be predictive. They could be just something that you're having fun with. And he said, when Peter King published the Monday morning quarterback mock draft, that is when Cody is talking about that NFL real world boards and the media boards merged and maybe if we go back and study the history of it, maybe it is the week right before is when shit gets real. Uh, because I was surprised by the answer. I was like, mock drafts from Peter King. That's who decides, <laughs> like, you know, the betting markets. And Trubisky right. had that happened to him too, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was. Trubisky. Yeah. We're still I, trying to explain that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who the fuck is Mitch Trubisky? Anyway. <laughs> I do right. want to say I got comps for uh, Trevon Walker. He could be a Chandler Jones. Or I don't know if y'all remember Vernon Golston. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's quite the quite the gap there. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> what about Cody? What about Debo? So it doesn't seem like this is going to have a happy ending, and it's so weird to me that we're even talking about him being traded because I considered San Francisco one of the sturdiest, most well-run teams in the business, which they still might be. But he wants to sell out of there. And, um, you know, you start to think about what players will go off the board. We've been so obsessed this last month with where's the draft picks going to go? Who's going to trade out of their pick? But players are going to factor into this, like humans that are already in the league. So Debo, does he go, does he get shifted tomorrow night? Uh, I think there's definitely a great chance of that. I think the 49ers really only trade him if they can return equal value. I don't think they're going to take a loss on it. Otherwise they sit on him. Yeah, I don't think that they need to trade him. Um, I do think that if they do trade him tomorrow, they're going to be looking to get one of the top five receivers in the draft. Um, If you look at the draft value returned by both uh, Adams and Tyreek this summer, uh, that would be equivalent to pick 13. So teams linked to Debo and in the top 20 cap space would be New York, Houston, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Dallas, Green Bay, and Detroit. New York Jets could definitely get him. But my dark horse pick has to be Green Bay. You, they can give up that pick 122. That's a good enough for one of the top five receivers, maybe. Um, they could also give up a fourth round pick, kind of sweeten the deal a little bit. But you got that LaFleur connection. So after I thought of that earlier, I looked it up. ESPN, Jeremy Fowler noted that Green Bay Packers um, and the 49ers might take too much to trade Samuel to the Packers because of the NFC rivalry between the two coaches Yeah, going back to Kyle Shanahan and LaFleur working together and being friends. That's I thought a, that was kind of neat that little relationship like that might, Oh yeah. He could end up on the lines instead of the Packers <laughs> just because right. of that. 
Isn't that weird? Like, uh, you know, wearing that Vikings hat that you are like literally right now that when you hear Debo to the Packers, you're like, oh, son of a bitch. When you hear it to the mm-hmm. Lions, they're like, oh, who cares? <laughs> well, I saw I saw a report somewhere that they offered or they're willing to offer Devontae Adams money to Debo, which makes it even more interesting. Yeah. The, Devontae was traded. But then again, I saw something about how he wasn't willing to play for them again. I uh, kid you not, when the Debo story broke, was it a week ago, week and a half ago, I had two dudes from Vikings territory, the site that uh, I write for, they rushed to WordPress to write about the Packers as a landing spot. And I never turn an article down because most of my uh, writers, you know, good heads on their shoulders. When I saw that, I was like, are they Packers are really going to do business with this team that always beats their ass? <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I'll let them roll with it. But I just I can't see that one because of what you just mentioned. This is a team mm-hmm. that has their number. You know, they should hate them just as much as they hate the Vikings. And so I would love I would love for them to give up a haul for Debo Samuel just for him to say he doesn't want to be used the way that earned him all that money. Yeah. <laughs> Wes, Debo, where does he go? Does it happen soon? Um, I don't know if he gets traded. If he does get traded, it will be tomorrow. Um, they'll need to recoup some of the uh, draft capital that they uh, traded for Trey Lance. Um, I just I don't really see it happening. Um he he wants to get paid. Uh, he also wants to be a receiver. Um, it's no uh, secret that playing the running back position takes a toll on NFL players' body, shortens their career. Um, we're talking, you know, a potential third contract here for for Debo. Uh, he's got the the rookie contract almost coming up he will get a, a bag and cash in on his second contract, but it's that third contract that um, really sets up these guys, families for um, forever, essentially. Um, and it's difficult for a running back or a player who plays running back primarily to uh, reach that third contract and, and really make a difference. It's funny uh, that it's funny that, you know, he wants that distinguished for sure, for, you know, prolong his career and to earn earn the money as such. But remember when Lavian fought four or five years ago was mm-hmm. like, yo, folks, I'm a wide receiver, too. I want that money. That was really the beginning of all this, where guys started to realize that running backs in the grand scheme of things are becoming horribly unimportant, you know, expendable. And I remember when we all read that back then, we're like, well, why would he want to be called a wide receiver? He's not. He, he catches the ball out of the backfield like 100 catches a year, but they're dinker passes. But that's because they want to be paid like wide receivers. And why wouldn't they? What is right. the local what does the local San Francisco media think about this stuff? Depot? I listened a little bit today um, regarding it. And it's is he the villain? Seems... No, no, okay. no, they. um at least the the media they tend to recognize um you know what debo means to the team and that he needs to get paid they i think going into this current year he's going to be on the books for 4 million and <laughs> what he provides to that team like he's definitely earned a raise and um the members of the media out here they they recognize that and 
they say, you know, if the San Francisco 49ers want to be worth any salt moving forward as an organization, like you got to take care of your own guys. And and he's definitely um, done a lot for that team last year. Um, now, part of that is within this hybrid role that he plays. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be have to be a little give and take on, on both sides of the table to come to an agreement. If he were to get traded tomorrow, I, I would probably say the Jets make a lot of sense. Uh, Robert Sala, uh, Jets have two top 10 picks, um, plus I think five top 60 picks, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, they, yeah, they definitely have, um, they have that and the cap space to, uh, accept him into uh, their their team. Isn't it weird that it's allegedly not about money? I mean, yeah. isn't, wasn't didn't somebody credible say that you know the Niners are giving him offers and he just doesn't want to play there? <laughs> yeah, Jason, what about Debo? Debo, Debo, Debo. You know, it, it's interesting because we it was show show or two ago. Maybe it was last show we were talking about how these guys like him and uh, Cordero uh, and th- that's kind of going to be the guy that every team is going to want. And then mm-hmm. he comes out and flat out says, no, nah, I'm I, wide receivers only good is good for me, you know? <laughs> um, and to backtrack on you, Dustin, a little bit, Jimmy Graham was the first guy that set, tried to do that. Oh, was he? Okay. You know, claim the wide receiver position. <laughs> yeah. But he was a tight end. Sure. Smart move. Smart move. I don't know where he ends up. It could be a package deal with Garoppolo sending to a quarterback needy team. Maybe the New York Giants, huh? How would that? Are they all? Wow. What a sneaky one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're, they're all in on Daniel Jones, though, right? Yeah. The only yeah. thing I would say on that is the Giants have bottom six cap room. And what would yeah, that? Other than that that's something Jones. I haven't heard. Yeah. Giants. Oh, Giants. So, so Garoppolo. Jones and the other who else did they sign? They'd have like a oh uh yeah. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, they'd have a, a like a big <laughs> battle. <laughs> yeah, well, well uh the they have the intention to stick with with Daniel Jones. That's what the the yeah. intentions are. We all know how intentions are. <laughs> I don't know where a Debo ends up. I think it's gonna be interesting. I I I agree with Wes. I mean, wherever he does go, if he goes somewhere tomorrow, it's gonna be a you know, San Francisco is going to want to not only, you know, land a, a premium receiver, but to recoup some of that cap, uh, the drafts capital that they lost last year. Um, how, f- but you thought that they could wait until what, what pick did you say, Wes, to get a, to get one of those receivers? 121. Did you, is that what you said? No, no, no. Uh, I think Cody had said um, by pick 13. Um, oh yeah, or that—that that was the um, equity that essentially. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The Raiders and uh, Miami gave up. Yeah, Miami. Pick thirteen. I, I don't. I don't know how all those things grade out. I guess. Uh, yeah, I used uh, DraftTech.com. Shout out to them. But uh, <laughs> both those trades, rough, roughly, were eleven fifty draft value points, which was equivalent to pick thirteen in this year's draft. Another sneaky one would be um, Philadelphia. You know, they always like to make moves outside the box. They got the cap space. They got the picks. Two first-rounders this year, two first-rounders the next year. Right, and they got a young, pretty damn good young nucleus. 
mm-hmm. as well uh, in, at the receiver position that they're not really paying, right? I mean, they're not paying Devontae. They're not paying uh, – uh, what's the other young kid's name that they got over there? Uh, help me out here. Drafted the same year Judy was. Uh, Rager? Rager. Yeah. 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 He's I mean, he the most forgettable receiver in that class. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is, but he, I mean, he's, he's decent. I mean, he can grow into something, you know, d- good. I think he would, yeah, he'd be a great fit in Philly. I think mm-hmm. what's lost on me and still no good explanation from the world is how this got sour. I, I just don't get it because it, they don't, it doesn't seem like the Niners would be a team or a group front office slash Shanahan would be like, no, no, screw you. Like, I don't get it. Like they, they're, they do things so wisely in that organization. I don't understand why they're, they're willing, I guess, to get rid of him or why Debo equally, why Debo doesn't want to be there. They're always playoff contenders. Yeah. They got a trade Lance supposed to bring in the new era. And I just don't get how they soured in it. If it truly doesn't have anything to do about money, it's like, can't you have a kumbaya? I mean, money fixed the damn problem. <laughs> yeah. What, what is it exactly that went so horribly wrong? Well, we assumed it was money. Like, you know, because he saw like it, it was, it was the meme that Wes shared last week before our show with the dominoes, Christian Kirk, like caused a earthquake yep. and you know, you're still seeing the butterfly effect from it. And it's all the wide receivers, including Diggs, getting their fair share. And Debo was like, I'm next. And so the implication was like, Oh, the Niners don't want to pony up the cash. Well, when the trade news was legitimized that, okay, he indeed wants out like Rappaport, those dudes were saying, yeah, but it's not about the money. And it's like, well, did what happened? Like, you know, <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand how they couldn't come to a table and say, here's twenty eight million dollars per year. Let's go forth. Let's go win a championship because they're always right there to try to do that. And if he wants to go do shit with the Jets, he's going to be miserable. Yeah. And you would have thought that, uh, like you said, as the Niners being such a well versed mm-hmm. organization, that they would have recognized that and they would have been more than happy to, to, to grant that based on his production, what he's capable of and what he's done with, with Jimmy G. I mean, mean, and, and from Debo's point of view, you nailed it too. a young up and coming quarterback who everybody's got to be pretty excited about. Um, Mm -hmm. Great coach, great um, GM, um, a great team. That's always in it. Yeah. Defense (laughs) is always good. And so it, I, uh, maybe the Niners are one of the first of their kind that say like, you know, we don't want to pay a receiver that much. Maybe in that. that's what I'm. That's what I'm going with. I think that we we could be just quick reacting and be talking about how well ran the 49ers are. It could be Kyle Shanahan looking at Lynch and saying, "Hey, I could I could take someone else over there and get the same thing. <laughs> Richie James can go over there and do the same thing for you know maybe only seventy percent of it, but he'll do it at the twentieth or tenth of the cost." Yeah. So, I mean, it's that Belichick it hubris. Could, it could be. Yeah. And, then, mm-hmm. and then you wonder about that butterfly effect you mentioned with Christian Kirk. You maybe teams are drafting more running backs in the draft now and maybe sticking them out on the boundary to catch those um, passes in the flats. You know, maybe trying to push away all that money you're spending on receivers. Because I think that receivers is going to go with cornerback along with quarterback. And those are both just going to keep skyrocketing. So, I mean, maybe you'll start to see teams that take some of those pass-catching running backs and use them in some of those roles that receivers were previously used in in order to offset that. I mean, the Christian Kirk thing is just going to be so interesting for years to come. 
And then the 49ers being such a good brand organization, at least in our opinions, that could be another actually smart move. I mean, because we just talked about this the other show. You know, what? why would we pay this guy this much money and have to decide between a quarterback and a receiver, which some teams are having to do, when Shanahan just looks and says to what you just said, we can just get some other guy out here. You know, we'll just continue to draft receivers. Yeah. And again, that is Belichickian type of hubris that says, well, send him to the Browns then. That's what he used to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can figure this out. We are bigger than him. And if, if that's what they're doing, then we shall see. They'll have to find that guy to do it. <laughs> Richie James or whoever, whoever they draft. Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, I, there's no way Debo is just a, a system receiver. Uh, so he must, Shanahan must believe if our theory is correct that he can mold a lot of different dudes, which I guess there could be theory to it because all of a sudden this year, Depot was this, this, this God fantasy God. It wasn't like that in 2020. He was good. No. But he, yeah. he, he was like, Wes wasn't I'm, trading Dick Chubb for him in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more surprised that Wes don't have more to say about Kyle Shanahan. I believe he was uh, making some hot take about him being Minnesota's future coach. Couple months ago. <laughs> oh, that was that was that was the both of us. Thank you very much. I was last I was yeah. on the show when that happened. Yeah, that yeah. was that was because they were like what four and five. Yeah, I think they were times have changed. Yeah, it was yeah. right around Halloween. The Vikings <laughs> and Niners were on the outside looking in, and ultimately, Wes and I were driving to the game, and uh, we were talking about how whoever won this game is in the driver's seat to reach the postseason, and of course. Yeah. It was the 49ers, uh, but it was a correct theory. All right, let's talk about Kyle Hamilton. Uh, this is some hometown bias for me because uh, no matter who you talk to, you can take his mock draft bullshit out of the way. No matter who you talk to, he is a top five prospect in the draft. There's nobody that I've met or read that says like, oh, yeah, he's he ain't that good. It's just a matter of whether or not he'll tumble in the draft. So, Cody, I want to ask you. Uh, who was uh, Luke Braun? I talked to around lunchtime today. That was his pick for the Vikings. He's like, Oh, yeah, they'll get Kyle Hamilton. I'm like, Just that simple, huh? And he was like, Oh, yeah, he'll be there. Uh, so Cody, have you bought into this notion that Hamilton will just fall down the board outside of the top 10? I do believe the unicorn Kyle Hamilton will fall. I thought Jordan Davis was 10. the unicorn. <laughs> who unicorns? <laughs> He's more like uh. A- a big old bull in the China shop. <laughs> but uh no, I got Kyle Hamilton falling outside the top 10, but sadly I don't think he falls to us. He would be a slam dunk Washington. pick for the Vikings. I absolutely expect the command commanders to take him at 11 if he's there. The only other way he they don't take him there is something obnoxious like Sauce or Derek Singley being at 11. I think they would take that instead. But I don't think that'll I don't think they fall out of the top eight. But uh the biggest problem with Kyle Hamilton is that he doesn't play a top five position. Yeah. This guy is probably maybe the best player in the draft. Uh, the worst thing, a knock on him that I could find was that his 40 time was slower than expected. But I mean, this guy, he was a top five performer in the three cone and 20 yards. So he's explosive. This is a six foot four, 220 pound dude. He could play free safety for us this year, take over for uh, Harrison next year. But you got to love the comps. It would seem like it's the perfect time to take a safety like Kyle Hamilton. Sadly, he should not be available for us. There was, early, I think it was this weekend, there was some Vikings fan on Twitter 
that tweeted or replied something to the effect like that would be so badass. Hamilton is there for us at 12. And there was some like verified commander's website that retweeted it. It was like, if you think he's fallen to 12 then you're not implying that they would, that Washington would get, I can't remember who it was, but it was something like that. Wes is Cody wrong at all here. No, no, he's a, a top five prospect. Um, I'd be surprised if he made it all the way to 12. Um, it makes sense uh, that the commanders would pull the trigger if if he was available. Um, I, I I really am not certain who will be available for the Vikings and which way they would go. Um, but I... I, I think if a Hamilton, a Stingley, or a, a Sauce are wanted, uh, the Vikings are going to have to move up for him or for one of them. Like they're going to have to, or you suggest it? Uh, I mean, if they want to get one of those guys, they would need to move up. Uh, I don't believe any any of those three will be there at 12. Okay. Um, while we're on the topic, I know we chatted together about two weeks ago on the Vikes Now YouTube show. Um, but I want you to reclarify <clears throat> who do you want ideally, realistically for the purple team and who do they end up with? Who do I want? I want um, Andrew Booth Jr. Uh, after a, a small trade back. Oh, that's your official position? Yes. Okay. That was <clears throat> that dude that writes for Vikings territory from England, Adam New. That's his official prediction. Uh, what? Also mine. <laughs> Is that your prediction plus yeah. your wish list? Oh, you yeah. coupled them? Wow. Yeah. I like it. Well, we don't want you to get lonesome over there, Jason. You don't have any first-round picks because you went and got a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> how's, Den- how's Broncos doing this week? I think I muted myself. Uh, yeah, well, I want to comment one more thing. One more thing on the Vikings, Kyle uh, Hamilton pick. Mm-hmm. Hey, you don't have to worry about uh, the Commanders drafting any one of those guys that you want. They're going to take a quarterback to learn behind Wentz. <laughs> so <laughs> all the hot takes are coming out of T South yeah. Dakota tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't I think mean, you want to. I don't think you want any quarterback to learn from Wentz. Uh-uh. Oh, no, that's exactly why the Commanders are going to do just that. I mean, I mean, they're a well-ran organization over there in Washington. <laughs> uh, no, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, you know, uh, like uh, George Payton said, well, what are you going to do? You don't have a first round pick. He's like, we're going to watch Russell Wilson highlights. <laughs> so he actually said that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that does. It's, it's brought me nothing but peace of mind ever since it's happened. Very exciting. And then- uh, I would like to touch on the top 10 real quick. Yeah. If there was a picture of one of the top five predicted athletes smoking a bong and his draft stock plummets to the Vikings, which one of those top athletes at the top of the draft do you all want? One of those edge rushers, <laughs> offensive linemen, or a corner? So I get to pick who's smoking uh, the gas mask? Yep, yeah. pretty much a Laramie um, Tunzel situation. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see. So I'm convinced, and maybe it's homerism, that the Vikings are set at tackle for 10 years. <laughs> it just ha- I'm, I'm going to speak it into existence, goddammit. Please do it. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> let's see. Oh, boy. I think if I have to put a gas mask, gas mask full of pot onto somebody, it'd be Sauce Gardner. 
Yeah. Boss Gardner gets sauce. Not that sauce. I think yes. not that I yeah. think that he's gonna have the character to do that, but if I get to do it and sabotage, I'll have him fall. Yeah, well, just by the name alone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, that no shit. Like I I, I believe that 30% of his draft type is because he has a cool nickname. <laughs> yeah, and he owns it. He owns it. Yeah, yeah. If sure. it was just if it was just, he's one of the dudes with a nickname like that, where when I write about him all the time, because Vikings are looking for cornerbacks, I'm almost to the point where I just call him sauce. I usually don't call dudes by their first name or nickname. But I'm thinking this is almost like his birth name now. I could probably get away with just calling him sauce in a publication. But a lot of people do. <laughs> but uh Wes, who's your gas mask candidate? Sauce. Is it? Okay. Oh yeah. And we all love sauce in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love the we talked about hubris for Belichick. I like his Ali like proclamation, which I think he deleted. You know, when he said I'm the best player in this draft, I uh I went back to link. That I wrote about that, and I was going to link it in an article the week later, and I clicked on it and reviewed it, and it, the tweet was just vanished. Like it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't link in there anymore. I think he deleted that tweet. Hmm. Got a friend of mine at work that um, we were talking about sauce, and and he 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 re- that tweet really turned him off. I'm like, really? I thought that that was badass. I mean, if Why I was a point of that's weird. Yeah, he's like, well, I know you got to stay away from players like that. I was like, man, I want players like yeah, that. Not when they're mm-hmm. a corner, whenever they get uh, hit in the face, you don't want them to just let the receiver run by. Yeah, and you yeah. want a dog out there on the boundary who's willing to hit them back. Right. Yeah, and, and somebody that's going to be willing to, you know, hey, like there ain't that. nothing wrong with saying he's the best cornerback in the draft. I mean, I think that that's awesome. And he immediately reminded me of Jalen Ramsey when he said that, which was pretty smart. Well, yeah, hell, yeah. Hell, when, when I wrote the article about it, I put sauce next to Muhammad Ali <laughs> for the for the, the the graphic because that's what it sounded like. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you should tell your friend he needs to, you know, stop being a boomer. Yeah, I tried convincing him. It wasn't happening. He's like, oh, you got to stay away from players like that. They're, they're bad news. No, I'm you like, don't. Man. You need to gravitate toward them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless he was just some imbecile, like, you know, some kicker, <laughs> kicker or something, then you'd laugh. Yeah. But. yeah well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think he's, I don't know. He's he doesn't like players like that for some reason. I, uh, I love him. Yeah. So I think, I think the general population does. Maybe he's, uh, in that, that meme West with the sunglasses and, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk. We've talked about this topic a lot, but it's unresolved. Um, Cody Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, they are seemingly orphaned for QB1 stature. Garoppolo could, in theory, come back and just try it all over again. Baker Mayfield will not do that for the Cleveland Browns. Do either of those men get traded this this week and weekend? Uh, I believe that if the QBs are traded, it will be on day two, kind of like what happened with Josh Rosen to Miami after Kyler was drafted. Uh, hard to say pre-draft, but I think Carolina absolutely needs to trade a mid to late package for Jimmy G and use that six overall pick on offensive line. Um, but uh, Baker Mayfield, I have no clue. I was thinking about this earlier. We could be seeing him battle Drew Locke for that starting job in Seattle, and that would just kind of make me feel bad for the guy. It's a long fall from grace that that kid is at. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, three, but, uh, there's three things that can happen with him. He can just do nothing in 2022. He can be the mercenary for hire when somebody inevitably gets injured and it's a playoff contending team that thinks that all they need is a Baker or he can get traded to either the Seahawks 
or I guess Panthers, maybe if the Texans soured on Davis Mills, which is really unlikely by now. But that's it. And it's such a weird thing because if we had this podcast four years ago at this very moment, you know, we'd be like, all right, Baker's going number one. And even in his first two years, he looked good. And then last year he played hurt. Nobody wants him anymore. <laughs> so yeah. weird. I, I remember I wanted him as our quarterback for the longest time. Oh, I remember I, they went his rookie year, they played the Bengals and he released a photo op that had him. He had a tiger on a chain and he was like shirtless on a Rolls Royce. And I was like, that's a quarterback. That's an attitude. I want my quarterback to have. Yeah, don't, don't tell Jason's coworker though. Yeah. 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 No, away from those dudes. Yeah. He has a shirt off. I, was, I, lo- I love Baker, man. I, I love his, his energy and his, his uh, want to and, you know, his, his attitude that can sometimes suck at times. I mean, I, I think it's badass too. I mean, I cannot believe that this guy does not have a suitor. Yeah. I, 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 if my team was quarterback needy, which fans of this team, some think that they are, uh, some think the Vikings do need a different quarterback. I, I would not throw my something into my TV. If Baker Mayfield became the quarterback, I just don't think that he sucks. I think he tried to be courageous last year and it didn't work out in his favor with the injury. Um, but it is just puzzling that these two teams that need a quarterback, the Panthers and the Seahawks. Nope. No, thanks. Yeah. And it can't be understated what he was able to do for the organization of Cleveland as a whole. People forget how bad Cleveland was, how many quarterbacks that they went through and, and what he has been able to do and turn that technically turn the franchise around to a certain degree. I mean, if we're talking two decades of complete incompetence, this guy comes in and it didn't matter if you were watching ESPN, NFL Network, he, they were always being talked about as being a contender. Mm-hmm. Got him to the playoffs a couple times, um, or was it just the one time? No, it was the one time, and they won. They beat Pittsburgh yeah, of all the teams. Steelers, yeah, and the, the with Browns the coach in so the desperate with the coach for... in the basement, <laughs> right? <Yep. laughs> the Browns are so desperate for for anything back then. Y'all remember they were locking up beers all around the city for when they got their first win. I've never <laughs> heard of anything like that. And then oh, they're man, just going to toss them out like trash. You got to think there's an alternate reality somewhere where Baker Mayfield does not try to play hurt last year. And Deshaun Watson is an Atlanta Falcon. Yeah. I mean, this guy really did just try to give it all for his team and they're going to, I guess, judge them for that. Maybe they know some stuff we don't know, but mm-hmm. to me, it was, it was a pretty big slap in the face, but to see their moves, they made immediately right after that in regards to Watson. I mean, are you really surprised? No, yeah. no, nope. Nope, no more surprised that I am that the Commanders traded for Carson Wentz. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the only other team that could have done it was the Raiders if they were allowed to not have a quarterback. I mean, who would you rather have, Baker Mayfield or Carson Wentz? I mean, to me, it's it's Baker all day. Yeah, well, there's I, uh, we, Wes and I, I'm not sure if you had joined the regular cast by this time last year. I think you had, Jason. I, re- I recall saying that this, we all said it, this was Wentz's one audition with his, his Kingmaker coach, and set up to succeed offensive line, like straight from heaven, a running back who all of a sudden we didn't know at the time, the best running back in the league. Yeah. And still you collapsed. Yeah. And a good against, defense too. Yeah, Against the Jaguars. Yeah. And the, now they're even better, by the way, the, this Colts off season has been marvelous. Um, and yeah. And so no, it's, it's no shock <laughs> at all that they said the hell with you. And his uh, coach had <laughs> to apologize to the owner. <laughs> they, they had a cool end season hard knocks 
season on the Colts, which gave some cool insight into to like Carson Wentz's year with the team. And he did kind of come across as standoffish. I remember watching that thinking, is Kirk like this around our team? Is that why everybody freaks out about him? Or is, is Wentz just kind of seem like he has to be there? And then yeah. sure enough, this summer, they, they move on from saying he's not the guy, which coming from Frank Reich, that has to be damning. And sure enough, here comes the Washington football team. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Sweeping in. Yeah, Doing well, Washington I, I, things. With Washington, I think it's because so last year they bumbled into the thing as the only team in the world that didn't have a planet quarterback. They had Heineke and Fitzpatrick. And you know, really, really, you just made the playoffs and then you're gonna follow it up with that bullshit. And <laughs> they were dead set that Fitzpatrick was the guy. Yeah, yeah and, and unsurprisingly, it didn't work out. The old quarterback got hurt. Who'd have thunk it? Heineke is like if he if he plays for ten more years, he's always going to be about the twenty third best quarterback in the league. He's good, you know. He's serviceable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what he is. Never going to be anything better. He's got grit, so we love to circle jerk to that. Like, fine. Uh, but so yeah, they were like, well, we're going to make our move, and we're going to do the we're going to do this Carson Wentz thing. But if he, he had every advantage, incentive, weapon, his forefather with the Colts, and he bungled it in, in a tell all moment. Shit the bed. And it's like, <laughs> no, no wonder Daniel Snyder wants it. Oh, and I'm so glad he did. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It, <laughs> oh, I hate wins. So, that team is so good. The roster is. is to die for. Yep. West. Man, uh, I remember that Jaguars game. I told y'all that <laughs> they had a deal on Jonathan Taylor's over under for 100 yards. It was like an exclusive booster. And I told you and Wes about it. And I was like, y'all got to get on on this. And I bet the over on 100 yards and specifically remember losing like 100 bucks on that game. And I was like, oh, Carson Wentz, I'm so done with you. Yeah, well, that <laughs> the was, Jaguars. That was his eight-mile uh, moment. That was eight-mile moment. Seize the moment, take the team playoffs. He'd be good for at least another year. And and it, it wasn't so much that they they lost a game to get in the posting. It was against the Jaguars, who were trying to lose to get the first overall pick. You know, right. in the grand scheme of things, they were playing hard. Right, that game. right. Oh man, he's never going to get a, a good deal again. Is no. he? There, no way no. can he. No, but it's so, it'll eternally be weird because he was so good in 2017. Like I remember why there was a Sunday night football game. I don't remember who it was. I was watching it, thinking, "Good God, this guy is good." Yeah, and he beat the shit out of Denver that year, too. And I thought the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, man, my goodness. And, yep, then the injury changed him. I don't know what it was. Wes, we got sidetracked on Wentz. I need you to lasso us back in. Uh, Mayfield, Garoppolo, when do they move or do they? Uh, if they move, they're going to move after the draft, not during the draft. Um, maybe, as Cody mentioned for um a day to pick but i i i I really don't see either of them being moved um the niners they're in the in cap hell they have the the worst cap situation uh currently and i don't know teams that would necessarily want to help them out in it um, I have no idea how or why, uh, Washington helped out Indy, um, gave Indy a haul for Wentz, but that, I mean, that we could do a whole show just on the buffoonery there, um, 
from Washington. <laughs> they, they did um, a heck of a job trying to announce it to make it look like they got the best end of the deal, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, in terms of Baker, I, I know opposing GMs are are kind of furious with um, with Cleveland, uh, specifically regarding the deal that uh, they gave Deshaun Watson. Um, not necessarily because of uh, the legal proceedings that are still uh, in limbo, but because they offered him a, a fully guaranteed deal and kind of reset the quarterback market there, uh, even though Kirk Cousins had done it with you know two or three year deals for uh, the last seven years. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. Deshaun about Watson was the the first to do it, uh, according to mainstream media. Um, so I, I've heard grumblings that they are uh, furious with them uh, for that. Um, both of the these guys are are owed quite a bit of money this year. Uh, so whatever team that takes them on. Um, is going to have to accommodate that cap hit. And I don't believe there are many that um, that would be able to do so. Um, so I, I just don't, I don't see Baker necessarily moving. And also just from a contract standpoint, I don't see um, Jimmy G moving. Isn't so if Garoppolo gets traded the minute after we, in the show that doesn't get to the Niners out of cap hell, does it? Or does it? No, because of a dead cap hit. Yeah, so it's so, weird. It's I weird. They got Twenty-five million relief from that. I might be wrong, and just interrupting for no reason. But uh, I thought I was trying to read how they would keep Debo with that cap space they have, and something about being able to get rid move. I think if they trade Jimmy Garoppolo, they get to recover twenty-five million. And I do think that Baker Mayfield gets cut, by the way. Cut now, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. I, so I think it, that can drag into August and get pretty weird. Well, so Cody's the looking that up. We got Carolina, Houston, New Orleans that could probably absorb uh, those either of those two contracts that may or may not view either of those guys is a, a quarterback upgrade. So Jimmy Garoppolo's dead cap, uh, if traded would be 1.4 million and he would free up 25 million. Huh. So Damn. that would take them from last place at $743,000 all the way, almost uh, probably top five in cap space just from moving Jimmy G. So it does kind of make you think that that is going to happen. Like they can't have him there despite what they say. Is that only applicable for a trade? What if they cut him? Not that they would, but I'm just asking for cap uh, reasons. I, I well, still don't fully understand. Here's that. also the thing. And this is probably why he hasn't moved. He opened the off season with shoulder surgery, which is never something you want your quarterback to go through. So um, whatever the Niners might be asking for uh, as a opposing GM, I, I don't know if I'm going to provide anything worthwhile for somebody that I have a question mark on. Can he even play still? Yeah. So he can get released and they recover the same amount of money. Okay. Hmm. 
Let's talk about yep. the last topic of the night. Uh, quarterback still is Desmond Ritter. And again, when Cody and I were chatting last night on the Believe in Vikings show, I was interested to learn, and I don't think I don't think Cody was because it seemed like he already understood it. That Ritter, <laughs> in all likelihood, is going to go to somebody in round one, <clears throat> and that that blows Wes's theory from a month ago that it was only going to be a handful of dudes in the first round. Because if Ritter goes in the first round then I think that means for certain, well, maybe not, but I would think that means Pickett and Willis do as well, and maybe even Corral. But Ritter, uh, Cody, give your Ritter speech. Well, after hearing Jordan talk about Ritter yesterday, and I know it surprised <laughs> Wes because I told Wes a while back, don't touch the quarterbacks, don't touch the tight ends this year. But Desmond Ritter, after watching him all day and learning more about him, I absolutely like this guy a lot. Uh, I wrote some notes earlier. I said that I believe that three quarterbacks go round one and Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, and Matt Corral. Hopefully Kenny, Kenny Pickett does not go round one. I'm not really a big fan of that guy at all. Not when your ceiling is maybe Jared Goff. Um, some, a few more notes. Ritter is the most NFL ready quarterback in the class and still has areas for growth in a class full of developmental QBs. He has the work ethic to bet on quick processor best in the class. I got that from NFL.com. And then PFF said he's a decisive and quick pocket passer who has a good enough arm talent to hit defenses over the top. Not much of a runner himself, but his speed demands that he he's accounted for. This guy ran a four five nine, and he doesn't run that much. <laughs> yeah, that is fast. But I wonder, uh, I wonder if he's going to be like. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wonder if he'll be like Bridgewater, where you just assume you had a real mobile quarterback, but he <laughs> never tucks and runs. <laughs> yeah, I can't run off the field. <laughs> but uh, a few more notes on him is he already plays at NFL speed mentally, straight line gas in the open field, big play threat as a runner, uh, if unaccounted for. And then coaches rave about his work ethic and leadership. He's improved every year. For me, with these quarterbacks coming in, I want them to be like a senior so they got a lot of experience. But I also want you to see them improving every year. Kenny Pickett was kind of waiting for him to take that next step, and then he exploded in one year. You know, I want someone who – you can see them growing, and it's not maybe just a flash in the pan. Uh, Desmond Ritter absolutely needs to go to Atlanta at eight or Seattle at nine. And do you remember Jordan's quote about him, the big one? Oh, no, I do not. Basically but, said all he does is win. Yep. Yep, he said he had some record of like, I don't know, 32 and four, 50, some, some crazy win-loss record. Uh, and it was like the guy is just a Garoppolo-like winner, and some teams will salivate over that. Uh, Wes, did you, do you get into this Ritter hype in round one, or is he a day two? Yeah, no, I, I like Ritter. Um, I am also on or off the uh, picket uh, hype train. Uh, I you got influenced see. by Cody. No, no, no. I've done my own research as well. And uh, he he doesn't seem to have it. Uh, for context, um, currently Vegas has uh, pickets over under at, at pick 16 and a half. Okay. And betters are smashing the over on this one um, to the tune really? of like 80%. Wow. So, Listen to Vegas. Vegas knows. Um, maybe he sneaks in the back half of the first round for that fifth-year option, but uh, I, I see him falling to the second. Uh, Ritter, though, uh, Ritter seems to have all the tools. Um, 
he, in my mind, surplanted uh, Matt Corral, who was the early favorite heading into the draft as um, the best quarterback prospect. Um, I think Ritter has taken over that duty and Willis has the most upside of the bunch, but playing at Liberty has kind of limited his, um, his rise up the board in my mind. So you only through implication here, you only have Willis and Ritter in round one. Willis Ritter. Um, or do you think possibly, possibly Corral or Pickett at the end of, of round one. Okay. So like the saints or the lions. Yeah. I, guess I, I mean, really as a Vikings fan, I, I want to see quarterbacks. I want to <laughs> see uh defense alignment and wide receivers taken in the, in the top 11. Yeah. Cause that's how you get Hamilton <laughs> or that's how you get Stingley. Yeah. All right. Any closing arguments from, from Jason? On oh, anything? Man. Great show. All? I do have a question about the yep. quarterbacks this year. Uh, well, which one was it that, did that fake slide pick it <laughs> was that picket like he was going to give himself up and then he just kept going that was brilliant <laughs> oh you got a lot of hate for that oh yeah so that's that that's what put him on the map cody oh yeah for sure i got kenny pickett he's kind of he reminds me of andy dalton oh, okay uh, that, that didn't used to be drafted an, they didn't use an insult that. I like Andy Dalton coming out. Oh, okay. I see. (laughs) The Ritter is now an insult. Ritter does look like a badass, though. I like it. I like the Cincinnati uniforms and his visor. I think he looks cool. So you got to go for that guy. And Sam Howell is a mean mug, too. That guy, him and Matt Corral, I've heard they're both. Well, not not so much um, Sam Howell being vocal, but Matt Corral, uh, it's like it's not even a quarterback. He's in your face yelling, screaming, we're going to war. Doesn't Howell no, throw the, like that about Corral? Doesn't Howell throw the best deep ball? I think Dan Orlovsky said that. Is yeah, that, is that correct? Uh, I don't know about that. I do know that he is super underrated as a runner. Yeah, he broke sixty-three tackles last year. Really, and ran for a thousand yards as a quarterback. People are sleeping on Sam Howell. I got him above Kenny Pickett. I got. I just want to put this on air somewhere. I got Ritter. Hold on. Let me pull up the list real quick. Sorry. <laughs> I got Ritter, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, and then Sam Howell. Those are the only guys that I, if any of anybody else is drafted in the first round, I think all those guys could, and for the benefit of the Vikings, should go in the first round. <laughs> yeah, that'll, mm-hmm. that'll, thick, that'll thicken the plot. All right, we'll be back next Wednesday with uh, an autopsy of this chat and Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays events. Cody, you have a rolling invitation. If you're available Wednesday night. I'd love to be back. Yeah, you can hop on whenever you want. You bring a lot of sizzle sizzle to the chat, and especially this draft and fantasy stuff, which is what we're all about. So, all right, gentlemen, enjoy tomorrow night. Enjoy Friday night. Enjoy Saturday afternoon, and we will recommence on Wednesday. Appreciate it. Good night, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.